Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 72. Also, quick shout out to a random listener I met at the Korean Bell and his wife. Shout out, Louise. Thanks so much for listening. Always fun to meet a listener out in the wild. Just so you know, guys, if you ever see us out and about, feel free to walk up to us. We would love to meet you. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jess. And this is the Hello San Pedro podcast. Join us as we talk with locals, community leaders, business owners, and people like us who love all things San Pedro. Every week, we'll explore San Pedro's deeply rooted culture, discuss local issues, and spread good vibes. Let's get into it. For the next few episodes, we'll be focusing on a few vendors you've been seeing popping up all over San Pedro. During the pandemic, people in Pedro really began to get crafty and make homemade things, whether they were soaps, candles, food, or crafts. In this series, we wanted to highlight the local budding entrepreneurs and the incredible way our town comes out to support these vendors. Definitely. I mean, if you've ever stopped by one of the pop-ups, outside the corner store or outside of the Troy Man, you've probably come across our next guest that's here today. She's the organizer behind some of these pop-ups and creates space for many vendors to get their crafts off the ground. Shout out to San Pedro Today, our local community magazine, who sponsors these pop-ups as well. Not to mention that she also wears so many hats. You'll hear about all of those in this episode. Uh, figuratively and literally wearing so many hats. (laughs) Um, We're just really excited to have her here in the studio. So let's just jump right into it and I'll have her introduce herself. I'm Melissa Hay. Uh, I am born and raised in this town of San Pedro. Um, and my mom is born and raised in this town. And then um, my grandmother, her mother, she came from Arkansas. And then my grandfather came from the Frisco area. So they came here. And then so my mom was born and raised here. I was born and raised here. My kids will be born and raised here. Will they stay? I'm not sure. You but- are part of a, an established San Pedro family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Um, and so is my husband, born and raised. His mother was born and raised, and his grandparents were born and raised. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so they have that long lineage like um, like I do. Um, well, I'm a yoga teacher, and which I uh, got certified during COVID. I wasn't a yoga teacher prior to COVID. Um, and then I run Homemade by the Hayes, which is – a candle company, basically. It wasn't initially. That's why the umbrella of Homemade by the Haze, because my kids, um, my older one, she made cards. She does calligraphy. So she was making cards in the beginning, and then my other one was baking. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's Homemade by the Haze, and it's not like, oh, candle company, but they're like, we're over it. We're done. You know, school started up. Their lives, you know, got busy again, so they just weren't available what's great though is if they want to start it up again or just do a side hustle the brand is there to include them yeah 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 that's why i never like just said oh candles Mm -hmm. but yeah i basically at this point just me and i make the candles (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and um 
And I also operate the San Pedro Small Business and Artisan page. So yeah. that started. You're the admin. I'm the admin, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that started during COVID, right? So I was noticing on my Facebook page um, that so many of my friends were like posting stuff, right? Like, oh, I'm selling this. Oh, I'm selling that. Oh, I'm making this. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, right? Because with COVID, so many people had to pivot, right? Mm-hmm. Lost their jobs um, or their jobs were just on hold um, or were looking just for extra income during mm-hmm. that time because I lost – well, I didn't lose my job. I was working at the San Pedro Brewing Company. I went back and I worked there for all of a year because I worked there for like eight years. I put myself through college. Well, never finished because I had babies, mm-hmm. but I worked there. And so I like went back because I was working at schools and I was like, I'm tired. Like it was like four or five years with – with LUSD. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was special ed. And then I would just become a um, campus oh supervisor. Mm-hmm. Whew, it's a tough job. Oh, my I'm, goodness. And no I, kidding. I feel like kind of blessed that I left when I did because going through COVID, a lot of my friends had to go through that. And it was very challenging. Yes. I um, imagine. Yeah. So I was like, mm, mm-hmm. like, I'm glad I left. So I went to the brewing company and I was there all of a year. And my brother, he's the, was the manager there at the time. And James has always been cool about me coming back. He didn't, he never minded. So, but after COVID and we closed down, I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go back to school, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I just, I, I can't go back. And with the environment and, and service industry, what it was, I was like, I'm too old for this shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm too old. Like I'm 45 and I'm like, I am, I just can't do this it's anymore. A hustle. It's <laughs> yeah. a hustle industry. It's a hustle. Right. Yeah. It's a hustle industry. Right. And I had done it for so long. I'm like, no. So I just, you know, didn't go back. But, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew I wanted to yoga, t- uh, be a yoga teacher a long time because I've been practicing probably eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. But I, because of COVID, I was like, oh, no, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I happened to find an online um school where I could just get certified online. That is so cool. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm home, right? I have all this time. Mm -hmm. Um, My kids are teenagers, so I didn't really have to look after them, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. right? They were like doing school in their room. And my husband was still working because he's a longshoreman. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So I'm like, well, I'll just do this. So I got certified and started teaching. And then had you done yoga before? Had you like had yoga always been a part of what you had done? Well, yoga came to me probably let's see about ten years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. ten years ago. Um, one of the kindergarten moms who we would volunteer together, um, she was like, "I really think you need yoga in your life because I run high anxiety. You know, I'm a doer." Um, she's like, "I just really think it would be beneficial for you." And she was a yoga teacher, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know, like, because I don't." like traditionally look like a yoga person, right? Like the image that we're sold, unfortunately, is just, you know, someone very tall, Blonde thin. beach babe with natural waves. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? That's what I picture. Right? Like you have yeah. this image of this, mm-hmm. this yoga person in the Western culture yeah. where you're like, oh, and I was like, ooh, like I don't know if I can go on it. She's like, just do it. I'm like, okay, fine. So I went to a class and my first teacher, Kim Wolf, she was amazing. And it was like a really spiritual practice because I'm not religious and I didn't grow up with any religion. Mm -hmm. So when I went to that class, it just was very um, spiritual for me. And it just felt so it felt like a church, but in a church I could 
um, believe in yeah. and understand and yeah. like have my values line up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, ever since then, I've been practicing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's enhanced my life in so many ways. So like when I did the yoga teacher training, they ask you, um, the first thing you have to do is um, tell them what your essential values are. That was the mm-hmm. first thing you had to do. I was like, oh, this is it? Like it was all like stuff with the mind and yourself and self-awareness in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's kind of finding out who you are, right? Like, what what do you represent? So it was like, what are your essential values? And I was like, oh, okay, well, I had to sit on it, right? I was like, okay, so connection, community, compassion, kindness. Like, so those were all my um, values. So that was really helpful. It's It, it changed my life, right? Mm-hmm. It's It still daily changes my life, and it allows me to be more present because I do suffer from anxiety. So like I get really anxious, even though people don't think that about me, they're like, Oh no, you don't seem like that yeah. at all. And you know, your energy is very calming, yeah. very like nurturing. And yeah. so then, yeah. 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 So, it- and I, I think that the more we talk about it, right. Anything we bring awareness to, um, is important and I do suffer from that. So that yoga has been the tool for me. Yeah. You found the thing that yeah. kind of alleviates it and makes it not a struggle, but something you know how to. It's that Cope. thing about your you. coping mechanism. It's my co- yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's my coping mechanism, and I feel like it came at such a good time because of COVID being so incredibly difficult for a lot of people. Right. Um, right. We people lost jobs. They lost people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so their lives dramatically changed, and some people um, who kind of been like cruising in life. Um, not maybe having big, it's up and downs. Um, and they were like, holy crap, what is this feeling? Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't know what it was and it's anxiety. And a lot of people have it now mm-hmm. after COVID, even if you weren't that type of person. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was very happy that it, it came to me at that time because right. it allowed me to stay centered for my family, right? Because mm-hmm. I have anxiety and it, that kicked up during COVID. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we're running around with masks and trying to get food and like all this madness, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we're all right. We're okay. You know, mm-hmm. all these things that it has given me. And I feel like, oh my God, if more people had this, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not going to be great, but you're going to have that tool, right? right. You're going you're gonna to have just something in your pocket to help, to help you manage, I think more and more mm-hmm. in the society, we need something to help with managing all these things that are we swirling around. We need toolboxes full of all these. Yeah. I, yeah. I told Jess, um, you know, like when we, well, we met in 2021, but when we when we met up again to start the podcast, um, I, I told her, I was like, I think I was just stressed out of my mind. And it was not a stress that I even realized. It was just this like subtle stress crazy building stress you yeah. know that like crippled me all of a sudden and I couldn't do anything creative yeah. you know it was just like I was just you know my hands were tied by stress you know yeah. and I didn't even realize that's what it was but I think that's what happened to a lot of people during COVID right. you know so I'm yeah. glad you're bringing it up to bring awareness to it yeah. yeah what was interesting for me like once the initial dust settled um I actually found there was some peace in COVID right there was a little mm. bit of peace um, not for everybody, um, but for I, me, yeah. mm-hmm. because my life was so busy before, right? I have two daughters. They're both in travel uh, travel sports. Um, mm-hmm. My husband worked. I was working part-time. And then, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've always been on PTO boards and all that kind of stuff. So it was just go, 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 go. 
And by the way, our bodies are not supposed to live like that. You know, mm-hmm. that's just the modern world that we're, our bodies just aren't adapting to. Right. And we're really feeling it. So to like be able to shut down at that level. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. 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 This is great. I have a weekend to myself right. or to do whatever. So that explore. And I so that's how I was able to become a yoga teacher. Right. Yeah. I have the time because mm-hmm. I would have been in travel sports. Right. Through the whole summer, nine months out of the year, two kids, like mm-hmm. that was my life. Mm-hmm. So I had an opportunity to like explore myself, mm-hmm. which and was I super think cool. So many people were given that opportunity. They were yeah. forced to look within internally and see like, what is it that I can do to take control? Whether it's being reconnecting with family, which I think was a big thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If you take away and strip away all the jobs, all the things that demand of your time and yeah. you're just left with your core family, the people around you, then yeah, I think it is an opportunity for that. And an opportunity to reconnect to them as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like I wasn't really, I felt like I was so busy all the time that I didn't have the connections with my kids that I really wanted. Cause it was like, go get your shoes. Do you have this? Are you going here? When are we doing this? We're like living by this like schedule, schedule. you know? So like we took tons of cruises, we listened to music, we went and got, you know, I think it was at Troy Man and Colossus, like, you know, four days a week. Like, you know, like we just kind of just hung out. We just were there present being. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. I haven't done this in so long because my kids, well, now they're 15 and 18. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they just once you get kids, it's it's like over. It's like uh, your life is on hold. What a beautiful thing, too, at the time when they're teenagers, because so often you hear about, you know, teenagers being really involved in their own social circles. You know, rightfully so, I think at that time, that's just right. what what it calls for. But yeah, yeah that yeah. opportunity to to just bond a little bit more closer. Yeah, it yeah. was. I, I, I really look back and I cherish that part of it because I really felt like I got to get closer to my girls at a, at a time when we kind of need it as yeah. girls, mm-hmm. right? As female, like teenagers, and we don't know it. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We're like, I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to like <laughs> act like my mom, like, you know, and so yeah. like, you don't. But it was nice. So I was Mm -hmm. very, very fortunate to be able to stay home and to do that, you know, and thank God for long showing in our community. Right. Supported so many families through this um, pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what I want, Jess. I told her, I was like, I just want to be like married to a longshoreman so I can do what I want to do. Um, and I told you he just had his orientation. So yeah, we're yeah. on the way. It's I'm so manifesting funny. Manifesting it now. <laughs> you know what's ironic is I, my goal was to never marry a longshoreman. <laughs> really? Why? Oh, totally. Well, I worked at the brewing company for, God, eight years. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we waited on was a lot of longshoremen, oh, you know, right. and like – some of the surliness and the manliness, mm. right? The, ma- I the would macho? Say the or machismo-ness the machismo. to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. The macho-ness. Like, I'm like, oh, God, no, I, I cannot do that. I'm not mm. doing it. And um, and I did anyways. <laughs> like, I ended up marrying a I would long love to anyways. hear that story. Hey, real quick. Isn't Melissa so much fun? We had such a great time with her, and there's more of her over on our Patreon where she gives us the 411 on her ultimate Pedro love story. You can find out more by visiting patreon.com slash hellosanpedro. Link is in the show notes. For the record, in case you didn't know, I am the resident romantic, and it's my job to document all the Pedro love stories. So you're welcome. Back to the show. Um, so with yoga, so you got your certification. Yeah. How did you go about finding students? Well, 
all of my students were my friends. Oh, nice. <laughs> right? So we first, um, I started, because you have to do a practice portion. So I started teaching to um, just my friends on Zoom. From there, I just decided to officially make it a class. I'm like, okay, I have to like state dates. Like, when am I going to do this? Yeah, I just started with two days and I've kind of kept it that really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I've had it grow. Yeah. yeah, it's been a year, a little over a year actually since I've been teaching. So that... Um, it's been cool to see more people who I don't know. I knew quite a bit of people. So I had a lot of support from people I knew in the beginning, right? They were coming to my classes, being supportive. And then finally now it's starting to just morph to where people that mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. are hearing about it or, you know, friend of a friend or through whatever search they do. So, yeah. so that's been pretty great. And I just have brought on um, two other girls. We just kind of um, collaborated so we can offer – you know, seven days a week, a yoga class outside. Oh, that's so that's awesome. incredible. Yeah. And where do yeah. you guys do so, it? Yeah. So we go between um, Cabrillo Beach and then we go to Paseo and Parker. Mm. So just those two locations. Um, before we started recording, I actually went to pick up my coffee at Oha's. And yeah. of course, I ran into somebody I know, yeah. um, Aaron Sujin. So uh, shout out, Aaron. But I told her we were interviewing oh, with you. Yes. And she was like, oh, yeah, I do her or I do yoga with her at Camilo mm-hmm. Beach. <laughs> and I was like, you know, yeah. I have seen her post every single week and I'm like I keep thinking I want to do that I want to do that I want to do it but then I just like haven't done it <laughs> so I know. maybe it takes a few more exposures for well, me we said seven times at least right that you have to see I think something. I've seen it at least 10 yeah. times so <laughs> yeah it takes longer for me yeah well that's the one thing that's interesting about a class is the hardest part is getting there yeah it's yeah. the hardest part our schedules are busy and to carve out that time especially as women and you know to go oh I'm gonna do this little hour you know, there's always something else we can be doing. Always, always, always. But if we don't take care of our bodies and minds, then none of that stuff matters. And it's hard to really get the joy of being and doing when you're just really not there, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like thinking of all the things you have to do. And mm-hmm. yoga allows you just to be there and mm-hmm. maybe experience that joy and be in the present moment. And, you know, before I was always like, woo, spinning a little, like, Constantly, because there were so many things going on my plate, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I try to say no more. That's for sure. That's mm-hmm. been very helpful. But obviously, I say yes to a lot of things, <laughs> which um, we're going to get into yeah. right now. Because yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I say yes to a lot of things. You're definitely one of those quintessential multi-hyphenate, you know, people that yes. does a lot of things, and it's incredible. So homemade by the haze yoga, yeah. but you've also started to coordinate pop-ups around the community. Yes, I do. And what's funny is you're going to love this. Um, You know, there's that saying like six degrees separation of Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I really think there should be one, the six degrees separation of the Chori man. Oh, (laughs) because he he is the reason I do. Well, he's one of the reasons I do pop-ups. Yeah. So uh, my good friend, Jerry Ann, she was hosting like a little spring boutique in her backyard and she does. He was doing this kind of stuff forever, right? She would just do it sometimes at the corner store in front of the point, her friend's mom's store, and then she would do it at her house. So I had started my candles, and Jerry was like, hey, why don't you come join us? I'm like, awesome, great. So I show up, and um, Humberto, because I am 
I'm at the Troy Men quite a bit. Because you're a regular customer (laughs) and they know your face and your order. Yeah, he knows me. (laughs) Like, he's seen me enough times. And I've just, too, I see her. You saw her at Colossus all the time as well Mm because I lived there during COVID. Uh, (laughs) I think we all did. I I did. I talk about it, too. I'm like, like, I only came out for my burrito and I went back. Seriously. I went in a great corner to be at. (laughs) Right? I went like, okay, I'm going to go for a walk, go to yoga, and go get Colossus and Jory. Like, that was my, you know, COVID standard. Um, but anyway, he approached me at the thing and he goes, this is so cool. Like, this is really rad. I'm like, yeah, because he started, right? He started as a vendor and he knows the struggles and mm-hmm. a lot of how much work it is. And mm-hmm. so, um, pop-up life, pop-up life. Yeah. It's, it's a grind. And he was like, would you be interested in like hosting one at my, my shop? He goes, I'd love to offer the space. He goes, but you know, you do everything. <laughs> He's like, I'll just give you the space. He's like, I don't want to, you know, and you just kind of like get these people together. Mm -hmm. I could do this. Sure. Why not? So we did that a year ago, actually this month. Wow. Yeah. That was the very first one. So that was the very first pop-up that I had hosted. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, well, whatever, this is cool. You know, let's just do that. And, and it turned out really well. Mm -hmm. Like it was very well, um, well received from the community because we were concerned, right? You're in a neighborhood. You want to be conscious of your neighbors mm-hmm. and too loud or too much traffic. And um, they were excited about it. They were like, this is so great. It's so nice to have this in our neighborhood. And, you know, parking seemed to be an issue, but it wasn't because of the school, right? right. There's all that parking along, what is that, 20, 20, 20 second, I think. Yeah. Second, yeah, 20 second. Leland, go Dragons. That's my school. Um, so you went to Leland? I went to Leland, yeah. Um, that's kind of how that started. And then the corner store kind of came to mind because it's such a big space. Mm-hmm. Um, love the neighborhood feel about it, right? It's kind of, it's off the beaten path and just a lot of room there. Mm-hmm. And so um, we went over and we talked to Peggy, who was the owner at the time. And she was like, oh my God, yes. I love Peggy. She's so cool. <laughs> she was like, why weren't we doing this sooner? Like, come on, Josh. Like, this is a great idea. And so we started December was um, our first like official with the magazine. And we partnered with the uh, the artists that are already in the store because they were art. They have one, I think maybe twice a year or something like that. So um, we said, Hey, can we piggyback you guys and bring in more, more vendors? And, you know, mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, sure. It was kind of like a trial run. Yeah. Right. right? It, was, it was the set. We'll see how it goes. Obviously those are a little bit busier because of the holidays. Um, and it was so busy both days. We could not believe it. Like, and I, so I had 18 vendors wow. each day. Yeah. 18, 18 vendors. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 18 vendors. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, you really came to mind for us because we've seen the success of the pop-ups, mm-hmm. even just online and mm-hmm. like yeah. on social. And we've seen this amazing um, rise of like, you know, um, startup, entre- you know, these yeah. entrepreneurs just like leaving their, either leaving their nine to five or doing this on the side, but this yeah. amazing burst of like creativity. And, that was unleashed. Yes, yes. Right. During COVID. And I right. feel like you saw that and really capitalized on, um, on that and, and you brought it all together so the community yeah. could enjoy, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask, like, how did you find all of these vendors? I mean, you had created the Facebook group. Was that mainly how you were able to like come across pretty much yeah and that was all actually organic 
organic. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't, I had started that page before I actually started making candles. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, I started making candles and oh, let me create this page. So I have someone somewhere to share. Mm -hmm. I started it because I saw so many people making and then like, oh, hey, I'm trying to sell this. And oh, hey, I'm trying to sell that. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Like, how can I support these women, right? right? And some pages, they don't allow you to like sell or blatantly sell on their pages, right? Yeah. So that was really cool that you had a, a space where they can say, hey, I'm selling this. Come buy it for me. I'm yeah. here from whatever. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And I, I didn't really see that um, mm-hmm. through Facebook. Um, and I was like... I think this would be like a great space mm-hmm. for, for people to go if they wanted to sell their stuff. So um, so I just started that. That was, I think, November of 2020. Gosh, COVID mm-hmm. gets me so weird with time. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I started that before I started my candles, before I started yoga, whatever. It just was like I wanted a space. Um, so that turned around and organically became a place for vendors and to find support with to one find another. Support with one another. And then it became a place where people can come and buy stuff locally. Like, oh gosh, there's this cookie lady. Oh, I like her. Like, and I know I can message her on here. Or they started posting their whatever they had or whatever they were selling. Mm-hmm. So um, and I'm so happy because I hear from uh, several vendors that had said that they use that platform and that got them going. Yeah. And that and they continue to use it and they get their sales from that uh page. Yeah. And so I just think that's so great that that's that's it's amazing. It's yeah. Amazing. And I like to hear those stories because you know, you do something sometimes and you're like, oh yeah, I just did it and and it organically kept growing. Mm-hmm. Like I I wasn't pushing it, I wasn't like posting it in places like, oh, follow this. I mm-hmm. it just organically happened. It like took a life of its own it for did. it to just yeah it did. blossom. I, it mm-hmm. did blossom. And I think it was kind of just that I can't think of that phrase, but like where all the points met, right? Like mm-hmm. we needed it. You know, it was slow enough where people could be creative and and find their niche and maybe get out of jobs they didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I know so many people got out of jobs they didn't like. Yeah. Well, in our community of San Pedro, we tend to like. I I feel like we deserve so much better, like with events and festivals and stuff like that. And I feel like you know I wanted to create something that people can just be in their own town. They don't have to go somewhere to like find something cool, right? Like. Um, so I was really happy to, to kind of help bring that to the to the town. And it does. Um, it creates, I feel like these pop-up events brings people out of their homes into the community, mm-hmm. speaks to their neighbors, gets to meet their local vendor. Yeah. I love how like it's local. It's just very yeah. local. Well, I think there's something special about you. Like you have a cup and it's like I have it at home. It's a corner store cup. And the, uh, the photograph is by, um, Lena Milos, right? Mm -hmm. She's one of the, uh, artists that is in there. And you look at that cup and you go, oh my God, I know who made this cup. Mm. I know who I gave my money to. And there is an, I believe an energy in that. Mm -hmm. I really like that feeling. I like like the, like the ring I'm wearing is someone I know who made it. And there's just that connection and that support that I can give other women by buying, your craft Mm -hmm. right like i feel like that's another way to to lift up other people Mm -hmm. because we need it right Mm -hmm. absolutely it's like we have to i think i was listening to your podcast and we have to there's a lot of negative right there's a lot of negative unfortunately in our culture and society right now and um 
it can kind of feel overwhelming and hopeless. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, just so much and overwhelming. How, what am I going to do? How can I possibly make a difference when things are so insurmountably a lot? Mm -hmm. And I, you guys were saying, you know, think globally, act locally. And uh, one of my essential values for my training was, you know, connection and community. And it's so important that um, those things remain intact. And mm -hmm. how can, so we act locally. Yeah. Right. So what could I do? Well, I can create these spaces for these women, mostly. Sorry, there is a couple men, but it's mostly women. Yeah. Um, to give them the space to, to be seen, to be heard, to be valued, to get mm -hmm. to be creative and, you know, and women. find community with others like minded. Yeah. 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 And, you know, for women, you know, financial freedom is huge for females. Yes. And, um, you know, even if just your side gig, right, maybe, maybe it's not your living. But, yeah, you can go and go get your toes done and not feel bad because you're a mom. You're like, oh, my God, I got my toes done and I spent $25 on my toes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you just there's something said to having that little extra money to yourself or if you were able to completely support yourself on it, which is mm -hmm. a lot of work. Yeah. But just to have that, it's. I um I mean it reminds me of when we I mean I don't want to keep bringing up other interviews because they will come out too <laughs> but like it reminds me of when we interviewed the sisters and like you know one of them was like I want this to be my main thing I found my thing I wanted to grow Chody Man was an inspiration for her oh, and the funny. other sister was like no I still want to go do nursing you know I still want to do that and I want to use this to kind of you know put me through school and, and yeah do that, which is which is amazing and this is why everybody needs to have a side hustle you right. know do you know how many events you've done so far so since december it's been almost every month wow, wow. yeah yeah so i'm like whoo but it's it's fun and we've really i'm really happy about the community that that um i'm a part of and i want to say maybe a part of creating but a part of it as well right and i think there's something to say when the person who's maybe in charge is also a person alongside you mm -hmm. right like um so I want the best for the events because I want the best for myself. So mm -hmm. I think that I try to do my best to give them the best event because I want to do well too, right? So, but I'm really happy we um, we call ourselves the Positive Vibe Tribe. I love it. The, mm -hmm. the, the amount of event. Like I have maybe like, I don't know, probably at least 15 that are in my rotation constantly. And mm -hmm. so um, we all just try to keep it like as positive as possible and yeah. everybody's respectful and helpful to one another. Like, Hey, I need this. Oh, I got you. Hey, I need that. Oh, I got you. Hey, can you help me set up? I got you. I saw that. It's very yeah. communal and supportive in, in that group. Mm -hmm. And also like people were like, Oh, is this your first one? You should try this one. Like people were just letting each other know about yeah. different pop-ups and opportunities, Yeah, um, which is really cool. And then yeah. to see the community come out. I mean, this community really supports, they, they come out. Yeah. He's going to ask what has been your experience? seeing like the response to all of these pop-ups and the turnout yeah I to be honest I was blown away by the turnout um oh man they've been so busy and people just keep coming back and they're excited about it I think people love that they can walk their dog and go get a cup of coffee and like look at you know local artists yeah. and support these people and get out right it's a place to just kind of go you know walk along the coast and go to corner store and that's mm -hmm. a you know a nice sunday in our own town in our own town mm -hmm. you know so yeah. i feel like so many people leave our town to go places and to go yeah have fun or to go yeah. play yeah yeah mm -hmm. so you know um i'm happy that the community 
is really liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are our levels still good? Because, okay, yeah. We're good? Yeah, yeah the I levels think, sound good. I think we're good. Okay, it cool. is very weird to hear your own voice. Oh, my God. So my daughter, like, before I came here, my oldest, um, she's like, Mom, just don't get in that high high voice, you know? Like, hi, your customer service, your nervous voice. I'm like, <laughs> okay, good t-. I'm like, that was actually a good tip. I'll remember that. Because I do that. Like, yes. like, she's like, oh, my God, you have such a customer service voice. Mom. Oh I'm like, well, I was server for, like, different bartender for, like, 10 years. It's very Dang. hard to shake a it's customer really service hard. voice. I have such a difficult – my sisters make fun of me all the time. Oh, there goes Jess's phone voice, you know. It's like, hi, welcome. How can I help you? Yeah. 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 My husband's like, that – it freaks him out. He's like, that is weird. So funny. No one like your family to really keep you grounded and tell it how it is, I right? Know. Absolutely. Right? I was like – sometimes I'll tell him, I'm like – all right, girls, I'm going to get my customer service voice on, so just tune me out. <laughs> you have to warn them. But you know what's interesting is that now my oldest, she works at the omelet waffle shop. She She's a server now. And now she has a customer service voice. Yep. Right? And then my youngest, um, she just started Chory Man last week. Oh, really? So now oh, she has so to get I a love cus- that. Yeah. You yeah. guys all have your customer service voice. I'm like, yeah. Now they're going like, to get it. Uh-huh. Now, they're gonna, now I get to make fun now of them. Now you can make fun of them. When I see them using it. Now, but, it, you know... It, I, I don't know. I look at it like when you walk up to somebody, you want to be like, ugh. Right. Like, who wants that? Yeah. Right? right. I mean, yeah. it's like, you, you know. You put your best foot forward. Yeah. And, and you let that person like, yeah. there is something to be said when someone greets you with a smile and like oh, a we've, genuine like, we've totally talked about this. You. Like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about this because I feel like that corner, especially like Chory Man and um, Colossus really has great customer service between the two. I and totally And either agree. one you go into, you're going to feel like, welcome, we're happy you're here. Thank you for your yeah. patronage. You know what I mean? Right. Not every business has that, you know? They don't. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Am I bothering you yeah. with my order? <laughs> I can order. I can go back to the Chory Man if you want me to, but I'm trying to change it up. I really am. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. I, I have, yeah. I know. Yeah. And, it, you know, but uh, it's so funny because it's just, it's also demographics, right? You go like East Coast, they're not like that. You go in mm-hmm. Europe, they're yeah. like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. kindness yeah. goes so, so far. far. Right. It, yes. And it really doesn't, I mean, and I think that's one of the reasons San Pedro is is so great mm-hmm. is because kindness does matter here, right? And you, we are like, Attached to a very, very large city, right? Mm -hmm. But we have that small town feel, which is, hi, I know you. I see you. You can walk. You don't ever really feel like all that much alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have, we we can all feel, we're human, right? We can feel lonely and all that stuff. But I mean, you can go outside and you can go to the market, go to Chori, right? Go to Ojas, go somewhere, like wherever, um, take a walk in Paseo. Mm -hmm. And there's somebody you know Right. And then there's somebody who says hi to you mm-hmm. and looks at you. And that may be the only person that you saw that day. And that hi, how are you? Boosts their yeah. their spirit. You don't know what that person's day was like mm-hmm. or you have no idea. And just that little simple gesture. Gesture. Right. Like yeah. But I think that's keep- why so many people love that about San Pedro in general. It's yes. just that you don't get that everywhere. And I think yeah. genuinely most people want that. They want connection. Like we're all humans. We all want mm-hmm. some sort of connection. And so we would love to live in a place where they do say hi to you, where you do you know your neighbor. Yeah. Where you can, you know, like 
have a bad day and like midway somebody says hi and then you're like oh I'm totally my spirits are lifted now yeah, like I'm 100% right and yeah. I think that that's so unique and rare and I'm glad that it's here yeah it is so neat so unique and rare um a few questions about candles really yes. quickly do you guys make the wood that you actually pour candles into do you cut that or where's where that kind of I from? wish I could say yes okay so no no, I don't. I don't make um, any of the vessels. Okay. Yeah. I make the candles, but not the vessels. Um, I get that from a place in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon candle, I actually get a place from, in Africa. So that's why I, they're so expensive. I love that. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, it, they're, and it's uh, They're high it. price. They're the highest thing I carry, but um, it's because they're they come from Africa. They're, yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, I was trying to tell, I don't know who I was talking to, whether it was like my, my parents or somebody, but, you know, I was like, you know, a local business doesn't necessarily like, they don't make every aspect of their product, no. but they're sourcing amazing things mm-hmm. for their product, for mm-hmm. their brand. You know, yeah. even with Casa Maria, she's getting it from, you know, Mexico and Oaxaca. From her sister in Oaxaca, right? right? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. um, and I love that these businesses are also supporting other businesses like globally mm-hmm. yeah it's a ripple effect yeah, it yeah that's true is. that's so true and, and it means that whatever your thing is so like maybe you do care for like a certain community in another country or somewhere else you know um you're you're you can do your part by by supporting them right yeah and then you're doing your own thing no i was just very curious because i yeah. absolutely love the way your candles look and present and Thank i you. love the wood vessels mm-hmm. they're gorgeous yeah like they're beautiful yeah the wood, the wood bowls people are, mm-hmm. are really attracted to those. Mm-hmm. And I do offer, um, I just started maybe a couple months ago refilling them, mm-hmm. right? So we can um, think environmentally. I love um, it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, 100%. oh, God. Like, More people should do that. More companies should yeah. do that. Yeah. You know it's I mean? hard, though, you know, because yeah. I have, you know, um, I'm a one man one woman show mm-hmm. so um people are like oh would you do the glass yet and i'm like not at this moment because it's just me but i do yeah. take like other people's vessels like i have people bring stuff to me they're like oh my god i love this jar or i have this um can you refill it or pour this to be a candle and i mm-hmm. can do that yeah you know but to wash all that glassware and like mm. it's and then store it for me mm-hmm. it's a little yes challenging so um, I would love to do that eventually because I do want to think more environmentally but um so right now just the bulls Mm -hmm. question if we had our own vessel and we're like hey we like this can we bring it to you and you'll fill it yeah that is amazing yeah just to know that hey I have this really amazing thing that I want to do something with but I can't do it yeah yeah I could do it. I think like even with what the succulent, they you can bring them your own thing and they'll create a succulent pot oh, for you. Yeah. Which is so cool. cool. Yeah, that's I fantastic. Love that. I just right? love the sustainability vibe happening within yeah. the within these businesses. It's so cool. Yeah, and it's hard it's hard to do that as a small business, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, I can do one thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I can try to do this. And a lot of my flowers I will try to go around town and take stuff um on my walks or whatever um or pull them from friend's house sorry Sanam I took like half of your purple <laughs> sage from your front yard I'm sure she doesn't mind <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't mind she <laughs> gives me like a whole bag of like yeah. a huge bag yeah. of yeah. like citrus and avocados yeah. and it's like she's yeah. like here take it you know yeah. and she's handing out these big grocery bags so yeah she's yeah. just whatever oh, you yeah. need I got t- oh sorry I had a ton of uh citrus and avocados from her and I was like um oh I'm gonna take the purple sage too because it's really pretty so like yeah i just been kind of grabbing stuff around town and then i'll just dry my own flowers so i don't Mm. always buy them dry because dry flowers are very expensive right so to keep the cost lower um i just dry them myself because i have a garage that's kind of under 
not underneath, but it's like attached to the house. It's old. And it keeps really, really cool. Oh, nice. So yeah. you want like a dark, cool space to dry the flowers. So oh. I'll dry, I can dry them in there and then it keeps the cost down. Yeah. Oh, so, nice. and yeah. Can you list some of your scents that you, yeah. that you put out there? Yeah. So, um, sage and lavender is one and that's pretty popular, which one, that's the one that's I brought this you. That's here, yes. right? Yeah. It's super clean. Oh, I'm, it I'm so a lavender good. Girl, mm-hmm. I love anything lavender. So that was kind of my first scent was was that one I knew. I'm like, anything lavender is, is my jam. Yeah. It's so calming. Um, yeah. I have I'm a citrus. i this in the bathroom. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, citrus agave is another really a popular one. It's very similar to um, uh, a scent that anthropology carries called Volcano, mm. okay. which I had no idea what that was because I, I don't really shop there, but um, – People kept telling me, oh, my God, have you smelled this volcano? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I, like, snuck over to anthropology one day to smell it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. It's kind of – it's citrusy and it's sweet. Um, it's really good if you have dogs because it's very potent. So it keeps, like, that kind of, you know – and I have to do that because I have a dog. So yeah. it kind of helps with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that scent's very popular. Um, I have coconut and sandalwood, which I think is the other one I this gave you. This one right here, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. which is up yeah. my alley because yeah. I tend to like more of the masculine scents, like yeah. those, like – Yeah, I am more on the masculine side, too, with my mm-hmm. scents, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the I, sandalwood. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not too shabby. Oh, it smells amazing. Thank this you. This is amazing. And then I have um, Magnolia and Peony. Ocean Breeze is really popular. Um, I just brought in Moonflower specifically for the Moon Bowl. So that one's really lovely. It's kind of soft and sweet with yes. a little bit of floral. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's good. And what other? Oh, I love my Cactus Flower and Jade. Mm. It's a soft, sweet floral. Yeah. And just the name, too, is very intriguing because it's not it. familiar. Mm-hmm. So people are like, what is that? So uh, that's been pretty good for me too. I like mm-hmm. I like that one. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love it. Um, I would like to get into San Pedro and mm-hmm. your connection. So you're born and raised here. Born and raised. Um, what is your maiden name? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, my name is Jonovich. Jonovich. Okay. So that's can you take name. us back to when the Jonoviches arrived in San Pedro? Sure. Um, what's interesting is my dad is uh, not from here. So my dad grew up in Norwalk. My mom was the one who was born and raised here. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, and my dad was the valet at her job. Okay. So that's how they had met. And she was born and raised here, and the connection was so heavy. Her mom, she was really close to her mom and stuff. So they ended up just staying staying mm-hmm. here. So that's how we ended up here. And I ended up with an itch name, even though my father wasn't from here. So yeah. it worked out, right? Because mm-hmm. like back then it was like, are you Croatian? Are you Serbian? Are you this? And that was like... Uh, I'm Montenegrin. They're like, what? I'm like, okay, I'm never saying that word again. No one knows what it is. <laughs> Nobody knew what it was. They're like, I don't, I don't know what Mon- Montenegro is. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I was like, I'm Croatian. Like, I just kind of had to like go with that route with yeah. me when I was a kid, you know. So yeah, um, Montenegro is where it's it's near Croatia and Serbia. It's all yeah. It's just one of the pieces that broke off from I feel like I've come across it like on the map before and I'm just like oh okay it's there but I would have never known I would have never known I didn't really know until I researched it a little bit more because you know Mm -hmm. I was like I probably should know where I come from you know since I'm an itch but yeah so I'm really here because my my mom and then my grandparents um they're the they're the heavy connection they um ran the San Pedro Cafe for I'm sorry Cabrillo Beach Cafe 
for 40 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, uh, which is now the Cabrillo Beach Bathhouse. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was um, my grandparents. Well, my grandfather died, I think, maybe 20 years into the business. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother kept it going. And then she brought in her brother. Oh, so her okay. brother and um, her and herself ran it for the remaining of the, of the years. And then my great-grandmother was the um, popcorn lady. There used to be an older lady selling popcorn outside of the cafe. Oh, my and goodness. And that was her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I yeah, so it's it. really cool when I hear people like, oh, there was this little old lady. I'm like, that was my great-grandma out there serving up some popcorn. If anyone so, remembers that, please DM us. Yeah. Because that would be so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my um, – my mom was one of the first female lifeguards at Cabrillo Beach. Wow. So it's really kind of full circle that I ended up teaching there. Yeah. Like I knew, I'm like, I want to teach at Cabrillo Beach right. somehow, right? So um, so now you're leaving your little stamp there. Yeah, I'm leaving my little stamp there, yeah. And then your kids, I can just see it like, oh, yeah. my great-great-grandma, you know, was a lifeguard here, and then my mom, you know. That's yeah. so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, and they had, they actually, my grandfather had plans for the um, – Cabrillo Marina. Mm. He, um, I still have the plans. I was actually supposed to get together with um, Angelo Romero because I have a lot of old paperwork um, from uh, my grandfather in regards to all these things. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what to do with all this stuff, like all this paperwork. Yeah. And Josh um, introduced me to Angela and was like, she would be the person to, yep. mm-hmm. to go through it. And we were supposed to go through it. And unfortunately, we were never able to go through it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I will one day. But there's a lot we're, of paperwork. We're, I know. I'm, I, I mean, we've talked about it before. It's like, I don't know who's going to do that work now. Yeah. Um, I know, like, I think Josh would be a good person if you want it to be kind of like safe kept because I think he will be taking on some of her, um, her records and her research. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Just she was excited there. about it. She's like, oh my God, this would be so great. And mm-hmm. I totally do it with you because it's like boxes and boxes of stuff. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. But, um, yeah, so he had um, plans to build the Cabrillo Marina and the, um, I got like papers from the Harbor Commissioner and the community and wow. lawyers and all that. But there was like a, um, I think there was like a storm or something that wiped out a lot of that area down there. And so it just never, it never got off the ground. But they kept running the um, cafe for, for mm-hmm. that long. It was a yeah. long time. Do you know how long it was from like commencement to when it closed? I, I don't know the exact start date but i believe they closed in 1986 maybe 87 my grandma was in her 70s oh yeah yeah and it was more well it was time to retire because she was in her 70s but it was more the city wouldn't um let them renew their lease anymore Mm. so um they had kind of like i don't know if my mom would have been able to operate it or whatever but my Mm -hmm. grandma was like done yeah 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 i don't know she might have kept going but I think I'm like, it's a good time. Like, mm-hmm. turn it over and then your age and whatever. So, but yeah, I grew up going there. I grew up sitting at the counter. I grew up giving out change and, you know, <laughs> handing. The, everybody knows the Carell Beach Cafe. They're known for their French fries. That mm-hmm. was the thing that a lot of the community would get. Yeah. So, you developed your customer service voice. <laughs> well, yes. My, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I used to 
go around my grandmother's um, house and I was the server when I was little and like she'd have a little pen and paper in the store for me with coasters, right? Because back then coasters were heavily used, right? And (laughs) I'd go around and like take everybody's order and bring them to her. So maybe I was meant to be a server. Was that in the house? You said that's in the house, (laughs) That was in her house. Yeah. Yeah, playing. Yeah, playing. Yeah, she would like, okay, go get your pen and paper. And I'm like, okay, grandma. And I'm running around taking everybody's drink order. I was like, oh, so you were priming me to be a servant. Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of your memories of San Pedro growing up? I, Jess always asks that question. I love it. So. My memories. Oh, cruising Western mm-hmm. was such a good time. Right. And I kind of, I have an older sister who's five years older than me. So I would cruise with her when it was like really allowed. You could go down to the coast and Royal Palms and everybody's hanging out outside and you're just driving around and listening to music, probably drinking beer and smoking pot, but you know, just having like all these people outside just saying hi and cruising. Um, that was just so much fun. It's like where the party is. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun doing that. Um, and going to the beach, Cabrillo beach, even though it's, you know, it could be a little windy and funky, but it, I just love it there. I loved mm-hmm. going there. Um, I'm curious of your experience having lived here, yeah. how it's changed over the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely changing. Um, and change is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Like our our like our grandparents saw that the, a new change we're seeing now this change, right? So um, I am nervous about it. Um, I'm excited um, I'm cautious, um, because <sighs> keeping the integrity of this town is, is important to me. And I think a lot of native people and people coming in as well, but keeping it the way, um, the reason we love it, right. Community connection, um, small businesses, um, keeping that at the forefront of the town should be the priority um, and I'm nervous that with developers and corporations that those aren't their priorities and people aren't the priority and profit is. So that makes me nervous because I've seen it happen in other cities, right? And mm-hmm. you've, I was listening to the podcast and I heard you say the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Like the gentrification is coming and it makes me nervous mm-hmm. because this town has always been a place where no matter what race, how much you make, you could actually live in a beach town, like, I feel like we're one of the last places where that's possible. Possible, And so that makes me nervous because I think that's what makes us special. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I get it why people get so excited. Like, oh, I like I've talked to people. Oh, I lived in Culver City. Oh, I lived in downtown L.A. And I love it here. It's so quaint and special and this and that. And and they appreciate that part of it. Um, so there's got to be a way to go forward, but hold on Mm -hmm. to that rich history and tradition that makes the town so special and why people want to come here, right? That's why they want to come here. But I think when you put developers profits over the, the community and people that I don't feel excited, I feel scared. Mm -hmm. So, and I am generally an optimist, but I'm nervous about that. I'm nerve. I'm just. If you hear our episode with Lee, um, we I talk about that for sure. I'm like I'm kind of like scared and like yeah. um, 
what was the word I used? It was just like, I'm a little bit, uh, I don't know how I feel like, about this. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's apprehension, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, and I think with, it's valid. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm being dramatic. Oh, you Pedro people, you're ridiculous. It's, but were we protective of something special? Yeah. I mean, I we feel, are. I, I think feel, oh, that's, I was going to say, that's been the, the running thread with a lot of places. I think they're the people that have been, that have grown up there, they treasure this, you know, whether it's tangible or intangible aspect of their town. Mm -hmm. And when you have seen it done in so many places where those tangible, intangible things get lost along the way, then it, I think it, it validates every single person's apprehension to what could potentially happen here. Who's in control, who's pulling the, the levers, right? Right. And is, are those things that you value going to maintain and retain here, you know? And yeah, very much valid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say that not having Angela Romero here, um, it really freaks me out because yeah. she was such a loud protector of history, a loud like sharer of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like a little bit scared that, you know, some things that are really important are going to get lost because we don't know about it, you know, or yeah. we're just not aware or people around it who do know aren't loud enough about it, you know, or are loud too late, you know, before yeah. these things can be implemented. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, and you guys can think about this too. Like, we don't have to answer right away, but um, I know that there are so many aspects of Pedro that are very unique and rare, and we've touched on it here. But I'm curious to know is there one specific thing that you hold close and dear to your, to your heart about what you hope you don't like doesn't get lost along the way? Mm. Like, can you put your finger on something, or at least like uh, whether it's tangible or intangible? Yeah. I think that. You know, one of the things is the small businesses, um, like with West Harbor coming in. Um, will a small business say, can I, homemade by the haze, who's just starting out, who maybe wants to think about a brick and mortar because pop-ups are tiring. Could I be a brick and mortar in, in that facility, you know? And more than likely not. That's what I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like we're having all these buildings um, in downtown coming up um, with, you know, space for restaurants and for retail, for retail but who's going to be able to afford to go in there? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if we want to keep the integrity of the town is you, you give the opportunity to these small mom and pop people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what will help, not solve, but will help. Um, keep that integrity of the small feel and the not as corporate. I mean, look at, we we couldn't get a Walmart in here, right? Like this t- town, this community, I, and I'm grateful for it, really. I really am. I'm like, do I need to have the same old stuff? I can go to Torrance. I can go to, I can go to Long Beach. I can go to Lamita, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, you know, San Pedro is that place where you can go and not feel like everything's the same. The housing isn't the same. Mm-hmm. The people aren't the same. Like we're a melting pot in so many ways, so how do we how do we keep that and not become some, you know, strip mall? Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, you know, I right. remember when there was a lot of resistance to Target, right? I mean, yeah. it took over a, a little league field, right, or a yeah. baseball field that was used by the community. There was a lot of opposition. Um, you know, I love Target. I'm a constant patron. Yeah, I'm me such too. Such a girl. mom. You me know, too. Um, and. 
I do wonder like what was the trade off there you know I feel Mm -hmm. like overall it does benefit the community but like that's the thing it's like oh that's enough we don't want anyone, yeah. right? You know yeah. what I mean? It is great to have some of these name brands here, but yeah. when it, I think for me, my fear is if West Harbor becomes like the Pike or it becomes like Santa Monica, it's like I don't want any of that. I don't want yeah. like a Forever 21 here. Right. Yeah, I don't want, you know, I would rather see Round Trip Collective down there. You yeah. know, I want to see only local people here, you right. know? Yes. Or... You know, if there is going to be like a big brand come in here, I mean, I really want them to pay absolute respect to this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I, I just don't want any chains. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want a cheesecake yeah. factory I mean, here. Yeah. Go to Redondo. <laughs> right. You know, I don't want like, yeah. I don't right. know. When we talk about small town feel, that's exactly it. And you go to any small town, it's mom and pop shops yeah. all the way through. Right. That's what gives it that feel is Absolutely. that you know when you're walking in, you're not getting. Something that you could get in your backyard at any major city or yeah. any mm-hmm. strip mall, right? Right. And yeah, I think that that's a very important part. Definitely. It, it really is. Um, I think the thing that kind of alleviates my fear is I know that Jericho Development is the one developing the front, right? West Harbor. Mm-hmm. And Alan Johnson was a huge supporter of Angela Romero. And mm-hmm. I know that she has expressed to him her desire yeah. for, the, for the port. And so... I know, I just know that it's not like completely lost on them that yeah. this is a small town and we have, we have kind of some demands about what we want to see here, you know, yeah. and I do think that they are listening. So that's where I'm kind of like just trusting a little bit in yeah. faith, but yeah. Um, yeah, same. And also there's a number of small mom and pop businesses. And if you have any question of who, contact Melissa because she knows them all. (laughs) So there's definitely plenty to go around, right? It's not like there's lacking any, oh, we don't know if we have any mom and pop businesses. Like there's plenty. So yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what, that is one of the things that makes this town so special. Yeah. Right. Is we're a beach community um, that is blue collared. Um, You can, uh, you know, you used to be, and sadly it's no longer like, before we know it, longshoremen aren't gonna be able to afford to buy homes in our own town. Like we're, and that's they can't even in Frisco, right? Like they have to, like live in Oakland on the outer parts of, yes. of the main city because it's mm-hmm. too expensive. And you know, um, that is a, a, a concern for mm-hmm. me is like having that, priced that out, being priced out because of the gentrification. And so, um, <sighs> that worries me mm-hmm. that's that, also yeah. like a big concern yeah. for me i think like yes we would love to freshen up the port like ports of call needed it it really did yeah it was like things were falling apart the yeah. stores were not doing well the right. people were not coming you know yeah. they were only there for their fish trays yeah <laughs> and that was on the it. weekend on the weekend crazy and- am- yeah. amount of people yeah um and i think that um well even i had to like go out when it came time to buy a home i was yeah. like oh everything's really expensive here yeah we can't afford this yeah. um and i would really just hate to see people who have been here for generations have to yeah. leave. you know yeah well you're gonna have like longshoremen i mean mm-hmm. there's some that do it voluntarily right like they wanted like a bigger piece of property or they're they don't like the town whatever like you have that that option to go, you know, take that hour drive. Um, but not everybody wants that. Like mm-hmm. your work is right here. Right. And I know other you people, be able we go to. and we, we, um, you know, people travel for, for work all the time. I, I understand that. So it's, it's, it's just, it also keeps the money here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It keeps the money in the community. When someone goes and they move really, really far, 
they and, do and, grocery shopping over there and yeah, they do yeah all their money goes there. into that community not their into weekend the, money goes over there yeah there's a disconnect yeah. there's a disconnect yeah. yeah what most excites you about san pedro i would say that the support of the mom and pop businesses um that really excites me because i didn't i'm now feeling it myself like, you know, you see it, but I think when you feel it and you experience it, it's different and it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, people really want to su- support you here. Um, and so I think also some of the people coming in, like yourself, Jess, that I that excites me that there's people that are interested in preserving this town for the way it is and for what it offers them. Um, I'm excited that there is people saying like, no, we love it. We want to keep it even though they're coming here. And so that excites me because I'm nervous, right? So I'm like, okay, there's some pauses. There are people coming here. They they love it. They want to preserve it. So that's ex- exciting for me to, the more the merry, right? The more we have on our side, the people, mm-hmm. right? Um, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I God, I feel like I'm unfortunately more nervous than excited. Mm-hmm. And, I, okay. and I'm really, yeah. yeah, like I really, like I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, because you just see what's happening all around. So mm-hmm. it makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited about the mm-hmm. the small business community. That's probably what I'm most excited about. Yeah. For we sure. like to ask everybody like what concerns them and what excites them. Yeah. And sometimes there is more concerns. I like t- the last two guests I, I had, they didn't really have any concerns, which was surprising. Yeah. But I know that there are people like you and me who are like, yeah. I'm a little scared. I'm a little freaked out right now. You know? Yeah. And, and it's like, and I, and I'm, a positive person and I try to be optimistic. Um, and, but that doesn't necessarily mean there are no concerns, you know, yeah. just because your viewpoint is positive and yeah. like you see it at the same time, there are sometimes concerns that, yeah. So I'm trying to like, you know, I, I feel like taking action is very helpful. And so being in part of this community and doing what I can mm-hmm. to, to lift that community and support them in any way I can. Um, I feel that combats mm-hmm. that nervous, energy mm-hmm. right so the more i could do and act upon the better i could feel about the situation so that for me helps me subside that worry i'm like well then i'm at least doing something right like right. I, if i'm worried about it and i'm nervous about it at least i'm taking some form of action to do something about those concerns mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and then um can you describe your most perfect san pedro experience i just love just taking a walk on the coast um i Love just seeing people that I know around town, um, going and getting a burrito, <laughs> Jory Man. Girl, that's mine. Right. Okay, like <laughs> that's how I know Jess so well yeah. is because I was there and grabbing a coffee at Colossus, getting a Jory Man. Well, I actually get bowl because I'm gluten free. Sorry, Umberto. They do do bowls. They need to promote them more. Oh, I didn't know they did bowls. <laughs> yeah, see exactly. Umberto, take notes. Notes. Well, they're listening now. And, yeah. I, and I yeah. told them, I was like, do you know how many times I've brought you up on the podcast? I know. I was like, I think we should do a tally based yeah, on how many should. times yeah. and then just have it running. Well, I was thing. like, oh, my God, I'm totally going to talk about him because they're my, you know, they're my friends. Right. I was like, oh, my God, I totally have to talk about him because he's the reason I kind of, you know, I didn't get here by myself. Right. Like I got here through him and through Josh. And well, because like, Amanda decided to quit her, like no longer do that. That's why I'm here. Right. I don't. It's just all these little moments. Yeah. Connections. Connections, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that got you where you are, yeah. But, um, yeah, getting a bowl and just going to the coast and just sitting there and enjoying the view. Like, we're so lucky where we live, you know. we take Sometimes I we forget. Mm-hmm. And if you go to that coast, you remember, like, wow, we're so lucky we live on this 
in this area. Great. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking with you, Melissa. Thank like you we've enjoyed this me. and your perspective and your matriarchal history here. That's like existed. That's so fun. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. We're so excited that you're here and we yeah. love what you're doing. So, I mean, as long as you can keep doing it and then don't, <laughs> you know, don't feel like you're alone because you've inspired so many people. You have a community. Yes, I do. So don't ever forget that. Yeah. Because I think you. as moms, you, you know, as moms, as like entrepreneurs, you do just feel like you got to get everything done. Right. And yeah. It's exhausting. And it's, it, burnout is real. It's so real. And I've learned that like you definitely need support. And I'm yeah. lucky I have some very supportive people that have lean help on, me through this. Yeah. Lean on them. Mm-hmm. And For we're sure. here too if you ever need anything. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> My God, that's so nerve-wracking. <laughs>